The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Good morning, this is Chrissy Coughlin and you are listening to Nature of Business. And as I promise you every week, I speak to some of the most respected business leaders and innovators out there who have dedicated their careers to building the business case for focusing on efficiency, cost reduction, materials reduction, and collaboration to improve not only business performance, but to run cleaner and greener. We have a great show ahead of us today. We have Mr. Bill McDonough, world-renowned architect, designer, and author, who certainly thinks outside of the box and challenges the way everybody looks at sustainability. It's very exciting to have him here. Welcome, Bill. How are you doing today? Terrific. Thank you. I could spend a whole 20 minutes just talking about all of the great things that you have done, and you have certainly a long resume. But I want to get into the cradle-to-cradle design concept, because it's something that fascinates me and something that I learned about uh, when I was at, at University of Michigan about 10 years ago, when I actually became aware of who you were. Can you talk us through it? Sure. In the history of environmental thinking for business, there's a, a moment in time, really, which came around the Earth Summit, when the World Business Council for Sustainable Development um, posited the notion of eco-efficiency mm-hmm. and that big corporations could you know, tune the engines of the first industrial revolution to be more efficient and reduce their carbon release or this, that, or the other thing. What concerns us as designers is, and Michael Browngard, my chemist partner, mm-hmm. um, and, and my architecture partners, is really... The idea of not being less bad, but being more good. We, we know we need to be efficient. We just know that that's not the first thing. See, if you're doing the wrong thing efficiently, you are being efficiently wrong. And that's a problem mm-hmm. because if you're doing the wrong thing, you might be pernicious. Mm-hmm. So if you're a criminal or a, or a terrorist or something and you're being efficient, you're more dangerous. Right. So what we're looking at is something different with cradle to cradle. And... Um, and that's what Michael and I call the protocol we've developed. And it's not just about the difference between cradle to grave and cradle to cradle. It's really an understanding of the economics in a much bigger way. Because mm-hmm. Peter Drucker used to say that managers' jobs were to be more efficient and to do something in the right way. But the executive's job was to do the right thing and be effective. So we're trying to look for what is the right thing to do and then we'll do it efficiently. We're looking at a positive footprint for humans, not a less negative one. We also look at this idea of responsibility mm-hmm. and say, well, that's fine, you know, if we, if, but that means, you know, we ha- we're burdened by responsibility. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a should, must, finger wagging kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We're actually interested in the celebration of creation mm-hmm. and joy, the joy of growth. Mm-hmm. The way a child. Grows you you, and you, you have enjoy said that. that. You have yeah. said that a lot. You want to, You actually yeah. want to leave a, a a bigger footprint. You just want that footprint to be, you know, let's say a wetland or. Yeah, well, that's what we did. The River Rouge. Mm-hmm. We looked at what it meant to build a million square foot plus building, and said if we could design a system that didn't require chemical plants and pipes and all that kind of stuff under conventional engineering for stormwater management to meet the Clean Water Act, what if we did it with natural systems and bird habitats? Mm-hmm. And, green roofs. Mm-hmm. And we ended up with the world's largest green roof, and, and it, we ended up saving Ford $35 million in CapEx, capital expenditure, right. which as a one-time first payment is worth, is the equivalent of an order for $900 million worth of cars. So 
you know, where's the business value here? It's huge. It's huge. I know. Yeah. I, I love the, um, the story that you have behind the, your introduction to, you know, you, you were given three minutes to propose yeah. the Rouge River and you went in yeah. and said, this project is for the birds, right. literally, and you got mm-hmm. the job. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Ford, just for, for our listeners, the Rouge River plant is, is a Ford, uh, very historic Ford, one of their largest uh, plants out in uh, Michigan. And it's, uh, uh, B- Bill went in there, uh, 1999 is when you Mm-hmm. That got it started, and and it's one of the as he mentioned the largest green roofs and uh, and green facilities in uh in, in what North America or tell me in the world yeah. the world okay okay mm-hmm. of course it's in the world <laughs> yep. um, but it's pretty fascinating and I'm glad we mentioned that at the beginning because uh, I I was born in Michigan and my father was a Ford exec his whole career so uh, you know that 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 plant when I was in grad school we we were we studied it and we were I learned about it and was right there in its backyard so I'm glad we uh, had a chance to talk about it you also have another project uh, the NASA sustainability base which mm-hmm. is a recent one what about this one? What, what, tell us about it. It's absolutely fabulous and fascinating. Tell, tell us a little bit more about it. The idea was, let's make a building that makes more energy than it needs to operate, so we can actually pay back the energy needed to make the building. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, I think the present math on it is about 22% more energy than it needs to operate. Mm-hmm. So it's a net energy exporter. So the idea is, like any organism, as Francis Crick discovered, mm-hmm. that to be a living thing, you need growth. And so this is growing. It's producing more energy than it needs, and it, we want more of them, um, and so on. And it'll constantly adapt. So as new technologies come, this is a laboratory. It'll mm-hmm. probably be the most instrumented building in America. Mm-hmm. Um, it's already been declared by the GSA as the most innovative. Mm-hmm. And the... Um, the uh, the energy is a free source of income. You need that for growth. It comes from outside the system, which is the sun. Mm-hmm. And um, the third condition is an open system of chemicals operating for the benefit of the organisms and their reproduction. So mm-hmm. this is an open system of chemicals. We've reviewed all the materials the best we can for health and safety so that um, people are healthy living there and can enjoy life. I have a question about the government. Now, the GSA has a new administrator, Martha Johnson, and mm-hmm. she's been singing and singing the praises of Cradle to Cradle, mm-hmm. and she's very much influenced by your by your train of thought and Michael Bernhardt's train of thought. Are you optimistic that they're going to actually adapt it, and if so, it, the way that you intended? How do you feel? How do you feel on a realistic basis how this is going to play out? Well. I think the issues they have to manage are similar to the ones that um, the U.S. Green Building Council has to manage, which is they're they're going to have a lot of people pressing them to to just be uh, the usual efficiency play mm-hmm. with recycled content and things like that. It's very tough to get past the PVC industry, for example. Right. Um, talking about how they're more efficient if they recycle their materials because they have less energy involved. Mm-hmm. When we're looking at new designs that are just as affordable, but they aren't recycled content, and the reason is simple. If they were, they'd be poisonous. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to do that. So I think they've, they've got that kind of thing to navigate. We also have some things we're doing now that I'm very excited about. 
where we found over the last six years, we've been watching the solar businesses very carefully. Mm-hmm. And I'm involved in the business of venture with clean tech quite dramatically. So we watch this as business people quite closely. Mm-hmm. And what we found in the United States now, um, over a large part of the country, uh, solar has hit grid parity already. Mm-hmm. Same price as normal power. And we can actually deploy large-scale solar now cost-effectively if we uh, combine the benefits of uh, mass production on solar collectors dropping prices, if we look at the various incentive programs, and we look at real estate, mm-hmm. which is um, has become less expensive, mm-hmm. um, especially brownfields and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we have a way to deploy solar very cost-effectively now at very large scale. So we have clients who now, in combination with whatever they're doing in production of products or development of buildings and sites, can actually become essentially solar-powered. Uh, they just have to think outside their boxes. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very exciting, but it's it's really tough for something like GSA with these embedded uh, leases, right. and the and they're they're also they're the you know the government's landlord really. Right. A lot of the buildings they occupy they don't own they lease and they lease, right. and I think that's important. It's the one big standard lease that's used in America, and so yeah. we I think we ought to focus there mm-hmm. because we should say that as people in this country looking to be cost effective because we need jobs and and we need affordable government, et cetera, that we do not want to send money to Saudi Arabia um, when we rent a building. Mm-hmm. And we would like to change the form of the releases from triple net, which means that the landlords are going to get paid whatever they get paid, no matter what their energy protocol looks like, mm-hmm. for energy per square foot without any, you know, any ability to transfer the efficiency mm-hmm. value proposition to the tenants, um, et cetera. That's stupid. And that we ought to have a, a way to offer renewable power to these facilities at a cost-effective price that meets the market but produces American jobs making indigenous energy. Mm-hmm. And that's something GSA could do, and it's uniquely in a position to do that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the leases in America are all hodgepodge based on local histories. Right. And the, it, GSA has the one big standard lease. And if they just said, we want to save money and split it between the landlord, the tenant, and the government, mm-hmm. um, one-third each, mm-hmm. and stop sending money to Saudi Arabia, that would be an amazing thing for them to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going we're gonna to wrap up soon, but I, I do want to know what your, um, what your, one, what your favorite project to date is. And then I also want to know just when you step aside from all the media and the, and the publicity that you get for your work, when you conceptualize a building and you're, and you're thinking about everything and sort of talking through all the intricacies of what you're going to do and, and I, your mind works quickly and you then sit back and you look at the finished product, whether it be, you know, 10 years later, five years later, or two years later. What, what is that? What is that like? I mean, it's just you and a bill. It's just you and something that you created. Uh, how, how does that feel? Well, it's very humbling because mm-hmm. you um, we're dealing with you know, intentionality and aspiration. Mm-hmm. So it's always um, evolving. And it, the most exciting thing I'm working on is what I'm doing next. Mm. It's like that. Okay. You you move on. And um, and I was you know I was sitting with my son, who's 16, yesterday, and we were talking about what he'd like to do with his life and things like that. And, 
and we were talking about what our hopes were. And, and I, you know, he asked me, like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. With my, why do I do what I do? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it really came down to, you know, if I had a metric, it's like, how many people smile because of what I do? Right. That's really, that'd be worth measuring, mm-hmm. you know, but not literally, just in terms of feeling like I contributed. But mm-hmm. in the end, it's a very calm place. You're in the eye of a hurricane. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. You can, you just do what, you look for the thing that you, only you can do. Mm. So we don't compete. We're not trying to be the best of the best. Right. We just want to do what only we can do. Right. And so we think of buildings like trees. Well, and that's what we do. And is your son going to follow in your footsteps? Do you think? Oh, I have no idea where mm-hmm. he'll go, but he's um, he's excited about uh, the possibilities. Yeah, just his own creativity, and mm-hmm. I, I'm very excited that he's excited about that. I think he's focused right now on learning how what it means to be uh, an investment banker, which mm. is very different than his dad. But very different. Yeah. But that might pass. No, it is okay. When I was 16, I I, I can't imagine what I was Oh, I'm not sure. I thought about that at 16, I can safely say. But, um, well, the the take home on that, though, is that he does feel hope and he he gets that encouragement from you as a father that, that, you know, the world is is there for the taking in terms of, you know, using your creativity and and contributing. And I think that that's, you know, invaluable. So, yeah, his idea is like, Dad, just tell me what you're doing and I'll invest in that. Uh, Very smart, son. I like it. That's adorable. Clean tech and green tech. Well, there's a huge cluster. I live up in Boston and, and you know, it's just an absolute huge clean tech cluster up up Mm -hmm. there. And I I just was speaking with the uh, Peter Rothstein, who's the president of the New England Mm -hmm. Clean Energy Council last year. Last week I had him on the show. And it's just amazing what's going on. It makes your head spin what's yeah. going on up here. Yeah, so it's a rich, it's a very rich creative time. Yeah, it really is. Well, I really appreciate your time and uh, look forward to possibly getting you back on the show when you're not in China or Pakistan or <laughs> Barcelona. We didn't get to talk about your Barcelona project, but that was also one that is absolutely amazing. So we'll have to do that next time. But I appreciate sure. your time and uh, look forward to having you back. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.